0: Hey let's in the building Yeah It's the show goes on all night all morning we dream so long anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder remember when we came up show All right
1: and welcome back everybody to another episode of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast Previewing the 2021 at t Byron Nelson at another new golf course. Seems like a rotating curve around here. You can find the podcast on Twitter at always press DFS. I am at BDN and in my coast, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man?
0: Doing well, dude. I don't even know if you saw the shirt.
1: Oh, no, I did not. Outsta- oh, that is outstanding. Where did you get that? I got it a couple weeks ago. I just haven't worn it. So, Yeah, no, For- I saw that. I- I've never seen those advertised. I like, that's a pretty sweet yeah. shirt. I that's- forgot even where I bought it. <laughs> it's just one of those you saw it, had to buy it, done deal. Yep, I'm yeah. with you. I do a lot of that. My wife, shirts will come in or something. My wife goes, "Why did you buy them? I'm, I look really cool at the time. I don't know. Like, it's, it's what it is." But yeah, he's he's back in the field this week, so that'll be fun.
0: Hideki, yes, yes. The Hideki but, bot. for those uh, those non YouTube watchers. Uh, I got a Hideki shirt with this caddy as he's bowing toward the like. I don't, you know, it was a picture. And anyway, somebody made it into a shirt. I bought it.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays after his uh he went to Japan right away, and we talked about that a few weeks ago. And I guess his first time back in playing, so we'll uh yep. see see how that goes for Hideki and pretty loaded field. DJ already withdrew, but before we get into that, Wells Fargo, we kind of talked about it last week that 10K was too cheap. We said a few weeks off might have done him well. There was discussion. I don't know if it was on the show or in the Slack chat. Reports came out how he went back to his old clubs and set up. Like, little things like that that he could tweak. Rory McElroy, it was kind of a typical Thursday Rory. We're like, what are you doing? And then he just caught fire and did Rory things. So, he's back in the winner's circle. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, at a place where uh, he's comfortable. That's um, his third win there, right? I believe correct? so. I believe so, yeah. Uh, you know, so, for those who don't think course history matters, I mean, I, you know, it, it's funny how they're always chirping – when somebody misses a cut at a place where they normally have success, but they lay really low when somebody who has had Mm -hmm. success in the past, you know, I mean, with Rory, he's an elite talent. So you knew he was going to get it back at some point. Um, And, you know, it was, it was last week. And I I think he's figured out that like, it's, it's not about chasing Bryson and Mm -hmm. he's just got to go play his own game. Um, And when he does play his own game, when he's on his game, he's, one of the best golfers in the world. He's so good off the tee, and when his putter works, it, he's almost impossible to beat. So, yeah, he had it clicking last week, man. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't play him in any DraftKings. But whew, talk about some cut carnage, man! Did you Ooh. see? Did you see those finishing holes? Those guys. I I know it was windy in the afternoon on Friday, and uh, you know that that really messed with some things. But shit, man, that was like Jay I uh I went to the land of no service. I didn't have any service at all, and then I come back and I've got nothing but like <laughs> two of sixes. That's all I had. Three lineups, all of them two of six, and I was expecting at least to have one five or six out of that. No good.
1: Yeah, no. I was uh I was telling you earlier. It was the first time I got to golf in a while. It was last Friday, and. When we teed off, it was like the cut line was hovering close, getting close to plus one. I'm like, okay, this is what it is. Then I get get done golf and I look and I'm like, holy crap, what yeah. just happened here? I felt like yeah. Bryson DeChambeau, like <laughs> I, I flew back to my my place in Texas and realized it's time to come back to North Carolina. Right. So um yeah, it, it was pretty wild seeing guys, you know, start trunk slamming all over the place, a massive, massive carnage. Like guys, you know, Max Homa had a rough week. I, I would still play him next time out probably like because he's that good just one of those deals especially when you see a guy like homa and he's on twitter like right away just talking about it. like you could tell he just didn't have his game this week and he's just like you know what it is what it is it's golf yeah. but right. any but um you know the other guys will go hide in a hole He was like nope it's golf come razz me if you want i razz you all the time so let's go play yeah. but uh so that was cool bryson being bryson was interesting and he started figuring it out it seemed like as the weekend went on which could be interesting for the next few weeks with bryson but i like what you said about rory you know, a couple of weeks at home with the new little one, his wife, just working on the range and playing some friendly golf, not thinking about hitting it 400 yards. It's amazing what happens. Like, yeah. you just get that all out of your head. Cause you, you said it. We've said it many times on the show. He is literally one of the best in the world. That's easy stuff. You don't have to listen to the show for that. And when he, when he loses, our fin- like all those runner up finishes he's always getting, it was like one minor, like his approach game or his putting game. Like, his one thing was always just off. He put it all together and took it down. So that was uh, definitely cool to see. But yeah, wild
0: turn. What about Phil? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, first round leader to basically almost DFL.
0: <laughs>
1: that was that was as Phil as it gets. That's all I have to
0: say. As Phil as some, it gets. I got some buddies who who like to bet, and uh, you know we were talking about it afterwards, and he showed sixty four on Thursday, okay. and I, I put the over under for him at seventy four and a half, and I had a buddy jump all over that, and uh, <laughs> I, I've just seen it so many times. Oh um, yeah. With him, man. I mean, sixty four, seventy five, seventy six, seventy six. Like,
1: yeah. God. That's why. That's why. Like I said it last week. Like we were all kind of unanimous on. It. It's like I just can't play him. Like the sixty four is awesome. He made the cut for you. So yeah, you got four rounds out of him. But what did he do for you? Right. Like, like I had a five of six that like was fifth in the junkies and finished pretty well on some other three maxes, and that was because Adam Shank like pooped the bed. But, like, uh, Shank not making the weekend, probably still scored close to it, filled it over right. on the whole thing. It's just crazy. Phil's just in another element right now. Like, when the senior tour gets put, our champions tour gets put on DFS, I'm in. But uh, it's it's really hard to back him right now.
0: I'm with you, man. I mean, it's like you, you just can't – I'm not i am
1: not going to play him, so whatever. And, um, the hardest thing is, like, in recent weeks, at least in these, these kind of tougher fielded tournaments, I guess you could say – we used to be able to find some value like six k guys rather easily. They're seeming even more volatile to me at least the last few weeks. So yeah, that that'll be interesting going into this week, and it keeps pushing me to play like more nine k eight k guys than the ten k guys. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, fun tournament, always a good one uh, at Quail Hall. I'll Look forward to that next week. And uh, this week we head to Texas to the, for the Byron Nelson at t Byron Nelson, the classic, the invitation. It's not the invitation, but many different names for it. We just called the at t Byron Nelson. And um, what do you got for passive h- history, Jesse?
0: I mean, it doesn't matter because we're at a yeah. different <laughs> golf course, like the third or fourth golf course this place is. This golf tournament's been played at in the last few years. But uh, no tournament last year uh, canceled. Uh, before that, uh, Sung Kang was the winner, 2019, 23 under, two shots over every in Pierce Was that the year Joel Dahman called him out? I don't think so. I can't remember.
1: Maybe not. Maybe I'm just speculating. Sorry.
0: Could have been around that time. I don't remember. Uh, Aaron Wise. Uh, this that was the time that uh, he tried to kiss his girlfriend, and she <laughs> denied him. Twenty three under three shots over Mark Leishman. Billy Horschel was the 2017 champion. Twelve under playoff over Jason Day. Garcia's won this twice. Stephen Bodich actually yep. holds the uh, tournament record. Um, 259 shots when he won in, in 2015-18 under. Four shots over Hoffman, Pinkney, Walker. Again, it doesn't matter because we're not at the same golf course, but we are in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's always the Texas narrative. Yep. Yep. Trust me. When we get
1: to fan share, I got the Texas narrative for you. Good. So, um, yeah, we, we got that going. And uh, we talked about this golf course. Like you mentioned, it's new. I think Wise was the first year at Trinity when we're all excited because we're getting like, uh, you know, U.S. links golf. Like, here we go. And then, and then they, the, wind, the wind didn't blow.
0: <laughs> they just destroyed the it, golf course. It yeah. was
1: hot as hell. There's no trees. So people were like dropping left and right because of heat stroke. And there was no wind. So these these guys were just launching it all over this golf course. So there's that reason that we're at a new golf course. And just because Trinity just didn't work out. It was too far out of town and everything. So they go to TPC Craig Ranch. Um, it's a par 72, 7,468 yards, around 7,500, give or take, depending on how they lay it out here. Uh, Bentgrass Greens, Zoja Fairways. So make sure you check out your grass experts on those ones. Um, Wait, it's a nor-
0: What are the what are the greens? Bent grass?
1: I was told bent grass, yes. That's uh, the thing is I've seen so much conflicting report from different things right now. And it'll be like, no one knows anything. Literally, I saw yeah. things on it, Twitter. It, well, People it are says, watching joint droid flyovers for this.
0: Yeah, it says on the uh, the first look uh, on, on the PGA Tour website that, that it is bent grass greens.
1: Okay, so we're going to go with bent grass for now.
0: You think they're um, overseeded?
1: I don't know. Maybe a little POA. I, I'm not sure yet. I, I think the heat the heat in Texas might have... Heat and humidity might have killed out the POA part. So I'm going to go more bent grass than POA. Maybe some, maybe some Bermuda in there. I don't Who know. Who knows? You know, yeah, a, you never know. You never Clover, know, what, you know. I think bottom line is if you're out putting good, no matter what kind of grass you're on, you're pretty <laughs> much screwed anyways. But uh, read the grade of that bent grass. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, bent grass greens. Uh, it's, literally all I've done is I've read a few different things. I've looked at the, the drone footage deals on Twitter. It looks rather wide open. Fairways are pretty generous, not super narrow, not super, super wide, but pretty generous to be able to hit. Um, There's only a couple holes that really troublesome off the tee with trees and whatnot. Most of it's, like I said, wide open. Greens are pretty friendly as far as we know. Tons of bunkers, tons of bunkers. So you have that going for you. Um, One thing I'll say is the par 5s are extremely gettable, like short, short for a par 5. The par 4s, a lot of them are over 450 yards, so you have to have that good kind of longer iron approach shot in potentially. And then I think three of the four par threes are well over 200 yards, or one super short. And what I I did see in one of the things I read, it's like the 15th or 16th, the short par three. They're trying to design it like Phoenix, like with the waste management with the stadium setup. So we'll see how that goes. Because we know Dallas, uh, Dallas area, there's no limit on the fans this week. So like you can have a pretty much good party over there if you feel like it. But uh, we'll have to, like we're all kind of guessing right now. Really, it's uh, unless you have an expert and they're going to like slide into your Slack chats or something. You're, you're pretty much pretty much uh, honed on this one. So, with that kind of wonderful analysis, Jesse, what uh, what key stats are you looking at?
0: Uh, who knows, man. I mean, you know, it, it could be really difficult. It could be really hard. It could be it could be in the middle. Um, no, I'm mean, I'm just going to wait. Like the normal stuff look a lot of, look at the strokes gain stuff, guys who are playing well. I mean, that's, that's all re- really we can do. Um, I would anticipate this place not being super tough. It's a no. TPC course. It's not, you know, some, uh, I mean, they just love to make these places as easy as possible. It's funny. Cause we were in the same group um, talking about the, the rough last week. And, you know, I play a lot at uh, champions in Lexington and, that's where they play the barbersol every year. And the freaking rough right now, you can't even hit out of it. But mm-hmm. when the barbersol rolls around, they'll they'll shave it down. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, it's like the damn green out there. <laughs> and uh, that's how it was at Quail last week, I feel like. You know, the rough wasn't terrible at Quail. It was in some spots, but not overly difficult. So, anyways, I I, I anticipated playing pretty easy. But with that being said, um, you know, I don't know for sure. Uh, I think par five scoring, I'm going to wait that quite a bit. Par seventy two, um, you know, it's usually where these guys attack those those holes. So, so that's kind of where I'm at, man. You know, it's yeah. one of those. It's a it's a great guessing game this week.
1: It's a huge guessing game. I do think the par fives will be very very important. That's pretty uh, easy stuff with the length of those. But I'm going to go with just the length of the par threes and the, the longer par fours. Your your second, you're like your one, say one seventy five, two hundred, maybe a little over two hundred yard approach shots in can be pretty pretty important if you want to get crazy but if it gets windy or something we know that's that's the main deterrent in Texas. So like that's what you're hoping for. Who knows what happens. I'm not a meteorologist. We'll keep an eye on that cuz that thing changes literally like the wind in Texas. Yeah. So uh keep an eye on that. So let's go to fansharesports.com. use promo code always press for 20% off the package of your choice. Couple things here. Uh Jesse mentioned current form so best uh, DK scoring last six events. Spieth, Fitzpatrick, Bryson Rahm and Willie Z are the top five in this field, kind of what you'd expect. But now we have some more fun with the last 10 events, par 72 over 7,400 yards. DK scoring, John Rahm, Speeth, Hideki, Fitzpatrick, Bryson. Uh, but if you go a little farther, Fowler and then Ryan Moore comes into play there, which I thought was a little interesting. Now that I'm on Ryan Moore, just kind of wanted to do 10 to kind of spread it out a little more. The last 10 events in Texas now, Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, um brooks kepka matt kuchar thomas peters only played in two though daniel berger and scotty scheffler are in the mix there keith mitchell even comes up near the top there and then last 10 on bentgrass greens i told you i'd take care of you in all the facets here hideki leads the way on bentgrass of all things that hideki leads on these charts is putting uh john Rahm, ryan palmer berger spieth and bryson so a lot of the big names uh, on top of the list here to keep in mind, but a few kind of stragglers in there as well. Let's get into it, Jesse. That the DK scoring and there's well, there's only five guys now. Five guys over ten thousand dollars. You got Bryson at eleven two, Rom at eleven thousand, Speth at ten seven, Hideki ten three, burger ten one. Uh which one stands out to you the most up here?
0: Uh Jordan Speeth.
1: Yes, that's it. That's all that's that matters. it
0: matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I The scary thing is, is I knocked on him so much when he was cheap, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to play him at ten seven. <laughs> yep, that's that's where we're at. Like, crap, he got me. He, you win, Jordan. You I win. Feel like, uh I feel like
0: you are your speed is like me buying uh cryptocurrency. I love to to buy at the top and sell at the bottom. It's, it's really, <laughs> really a great time. Yeah, uh, no, no that's great. Obviously, speed is my favorite play up here. Um, I, I, you know, I third at the Masters, first at the Texas Open playing well he's number one in my my model here and i'm just like i said i'm waiting strokes gained uh over the long term and also just you know over the short term as well heavily this week more so than obviously no course no course history and so on and so forth uh rom um i think he's interesting he's coming off the He you know he was really frustrated on friday i mean thursday especially but friday too uh, I, I thought he would make the cut after after opening with the 76, but he, he you know shoots a 70 on uh, Friday misses the cut. Um, could it be a Bryson course? I, if it's I, wide open, it could be. Yeah, it might be. I, you know, I don't know. I think he's GPP play always. And then Hideki is, you know, the thing about Hideki, obviously, so he goes from – he wins the Masters. He hasn't played since then. That was a month ago. He flies to Japan. I'm sure he had to quarantine there, then does his rounds. Flies back probably has a quarantine here. How much has he played? Yeah, so I don't think I'll play Hideki, uh, and I I don't know, man. You're Not feeling Burger. Are, you, are you, you? got any thoughts on Burger at this point? Like
1: in reality, like he, the fancier stuff we talked about the, again, not the end all be all, but he he was there in a couple of those ones that really like yeah. the ten game, the ten round samples, or ten tournament samples. We know the form he can be in. He hasn't quite been playing as much as I'd like to see. And, like, he did well at the RBC and at the match play, but those aren't, like, world-beater type events. But then again, did well at the players. So it's tough to see with him. I'm probably not on him. I could see him being extremely well-owned here. But, uh, yeah, I'm not with him. You mentioned Rom, you know, snapped, like, 22 or 23 straight tournaments uh, without missing a cut. But for me up here, it's Spieth and it's Bryson. and It's just if if this is as wide open as it looks and if he can bomb it and set himself up for a lot shorter approaches in compared to some of these other guys – I think he could have an absolute field day here. Texas guy, Speeds a Texas guy. It's gonna be oh, you're gonna you're gonna get annoyed if you want to play a drinking game now. Every time <laughs> I say Texas guy, just go for it. And any show you listen to, yeah. um, it's gonna be that narrative. But there's been a lot of truth to it. That's why it's used a lot. Like these guys, because any condition, they're fine. So I think Bryson's very very intriguing here. But I Speeds my top guy as well. I think the scary part is though he's probably gonna be chalky, and I'm really like jumping on a chalky expensive Jordan Speed. What could go, possibly go wrong here, Jesse? I mean, I'm just going to play him and and hope, and just watch it work out. I'm saying you've been doing it. I'm
0: saying if me finally jumping on uh, it, it's like,
1: like, what could go wrong?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think much. I'm I'm a big speech guy, so I'm not worried about you playing him finally. I appreciate that because we're going
1: to get to your next guy here in the 9K range, and we're going to get your thoughts on that too. But um, we got Brooks at 99 coming back after he hasn't played since the Masters. We were surprised he even played there. But if you watch him on social media, he's engaged. He's loving life, having a great time right now so golf game must be doing well too i got willie z coming off of his first missed cut at 9700 fitzpatrick's back at 95 scheffler 94 I, I i'd imagine he's gonna be very popular this week burns off the w at the Valspar at 93 leishman 92 palmer 91 and sergio 9000 handful of texas boys in here jesse what do you liking i
0: mean you can play brooks i don't think i will um I would rather just take a wait-and-see approach for him. At 99, I mean, if he was like 9,000, it would be a different story. If he was in 8,000s, for sure. But, you know, at close to basically 10K, I, I don't know that I really want to play Brooks. I mean, maybe he wins. I'll take my chances that he doesn't. Um, I'll go back to Will Zalatoris at 97. You know, I I didn't really follow a whole heck of a lot of, like, what went wrong for him last week. But, uh, you know, the Wells Fargo is not, a, not an easy place. Um, and it, you know, it showed that, you know, the winner was 10 under or whatever. So, you know, first time there for him, I, I don't really, that doesn't concern me too much. Fitzpatrick, I think, is definitely in play, but I'll let you talk about him. Scheffler, going to be playing him, Texas boy. Yeah. Uh, three straight made cuts, 29th, 18th, 54th in his last three starts. Did miss the cut the players, but fifth at the workday uh, before that. So, playing all right. Big, big Mark Leishman guy this week. He, um, I think I think he lives in Virginia, actually. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's Virginia. Yeah. yeah, but he seems to play well in Texas, um, and in the wind, you know. So if it's going to be windy, most definitely play. Consider Mark and, and probably just go ahead and play him. Same with with Ryan Palmer. I expect Palmer to be super chalk, though. I've already seen his name. Like as soon as the uh, odds came out, people were talking about Palmer and stuff. So. Um, Sergio at nine k, yeah, off two missed cuts. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's tough to play. Yes, now he
1: is a Texas guy too, so that's going to be part of the narrative. But I, I can't bring myself to do it. Uh, Willie Z is in, in, intriguing to me, especially off the missed cut. That form has been just too good. Willing to give him another chance, but I love Fitz. Shocker to any listener here. <laughs> I just, especially if it gets windy, he can he can have a field day in that compared to a lot of other golfers. So um, I like Fitz quite a bit in this format. He's, he's longer than people give him credit for, and it's just his iron plays great. It just comes down, and, is, and he saves his ass with putting. It's just a matter of like around the green for the most part with Fitz. So I'll go back to him at 9,500. I love Scheffler. He's going to be very, very popular. I'm pretty sure I'm going to eat the chalk here. Like This is a guy we know for a fact has played this course many times. He played it in college. He played it in high school. He played it uh, in other forms. Like He's played competitive golf at this golf course, probably not to the layout of a PGA tournament, but – that's, that's a big plus compared to a lot of other guys in this field. Um, and he's a birdie machine. So I'll, I'll take some Scotty Scheffler for sure at 94. Burns, you can make an argument for. Leishman, I like that takes. I think Leishman goes super low owned in this range compared to the rest of the guys. So I think that's their way to go. And I love Palmer too. So this is why week in and week out, I rarely have 10K guys because I can justifiably, like if I had to just narrow it down, like Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, Leishman, and Palmer, I could mix and match those four all day and be very, very happy with life. So at least that's where I'm at right now. So we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one trying to avoid the 10K and hit the right 9K, guys, because that's, that's golf. Uh, 8K range, you got Jason Day at 89, Siwoo at 88, English 87, Thomas Peters at 86, Westwood 85, List 84, Wise 83, Cooch 82, Schwartz 81, Champ and Mitchell 8,000. There's a price bump for you. Uh, what do you like
0: in the 8K range? Um, start with Siwoo, uh 8,800. 33rd 12th 23rd 9th in his last four starts obviously made four straight cuts uh that was after two missed cuts in a WD so he's figured it out um you know the Texas Open he finished 23rd there which is the last time obviously we were in Texas here so I like him quite a bit 8800 Peters at 86 uh I mean the dude he's made f- top 15 in four straight worldwide events now Little perspective on that. Yes. Tell me which ones they are, please. I mean, <laughs> the Dominican Republic, Qatar, <laughs> Puerto Rico, and Saudi. Now, the 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 Qatar and so- Saudi, you know, strong, that, those, strong. yeah, stronger fields. Uh, <laughs> but the Oppo events, obviously, not great. But I mean, you know, he did finish in the top fifteen in those events anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, I like Peters. You know, okay. especially if it's going to be wide open, they're going to be able to bomb it, whatever. Uh, Luke List, he actually was in contention for a little bit last week. Um shot s- 72 on Sunday, which is very respectable. Finished 6th. I think he's okay. I don't really know that I want to play him especially if he's going to be high owned. So consider that if you're considering Luke List. I, you know, I would rather be on the opposite side of that ownership. Um same with Keith Mitchell, you know, he he was in contention. Uh finished 3rd, shot 72 on Sunday. Again, respectable, very good finish for him. Big price bump though from $7, to seven thousand eight thousand. Obviously the, the field is not as good, but again if if he's going to be chalky, no. Yeah. Cameron Champ, he interests me because made two straight cuts. One of those was the Masters. the the, uh, the event before that was the Texas Open, where he finished thirty fourth. He's up and down all around, but I think he's a a, a good GPP play because I mean he's literally a boomer bus. He's either playing very well or he's missing the cut.
1: No, that's that's the truth with Champ. That's why I usually stay away because I can tilt myself elsewhere. But you're 100% right. We've seen him win tournaments, we've seen him blow up in tournaments. Yeah, but at that price point at 8K, that's like we talk about winning GPPs. Can, can he top 10 for you? Definitely. So that, that's an interesting play in regards to that. I do like SeaWood 88 quite a bit, which is never a good thing. But he's been playing some great golf, and I wrote him for a lot of that. So we can go there next week's a Pete die course. So you know what we're doing with SeaWood there. But uh, I can get on him this week at 8,800. I don't mind Peters at all. I was just giving you a hard time on that because he, for some reason, just doesn't play a lot of the big tournaments over here. Maybe he's not eligible for it. I don't know what the deal is. there. I figure he's top 50 in the world. He's sneaking into some tournaments, but he's very, very good. And I'm with you. He gets in trouble off the tee a lot. If he there's less trouble off the tee here, let's play. Yeah. So I like that quite a bit. Uh, Aaron Wise in ninth place last week, 44th at the Valero. Uh, he's a Texas guy. I think he's one of those that I, I wouldn't mind in a GPP at 8,300. Um, but the guy I want in the GPP, I mentioned him last week, finished 14th, finished 21st, at the Valspar almost won the, uh, the Zurich until his partner went in the water in the playoff hole, but Schwartzel at 8,100 bucks, he's playing, playing really great good golf, yes. great golf, yes. great golf. And no one owns him ever. So I have no problem going back to him at $8,100, make the cut, see if he can get hot. If it gets windy, he can play in the wind. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that point in Schwartzel's direction for me at this point in time. I think, um, Something I like quite a bit. All right, seventy five to seventy nine hundred dollars. Who are you looking at here?
0: Uh, start at seventy seven with uh, Russell Knox. Decent showing last week. Finished eighteenth. Um, had four solid rounds. None of them over. Well, this I guess the seventy two is over par, right? This is par seventy one last week. Uh, yes, I think yeah. So one round over par. I think I said that the other guy shot even par. Anyways, long story short on Russell Knox finished 18th Valspar 21st had three straight missed cuts before that, but we're not really going to worry about that too much. Uh, Uline at 76. Uh, the last time he was in the field was the Valspar. He finished 57th. He made the cut. I talked about him. He played, uh, the, a couple of corn Fairy events since, and I know he finished decent this, this last one. So go back to him. Doug Gim at 7,500, Coming off a of missed cut to Valspar, but you know he's up and down. You know it, it, we're getting into kind of the th- this is a very top heavy fielded event, yes. big time. So really good guys up top, and then it it really does fall off as we get toward the bottom here, especially in this pricing that that DraftKings gave us. So seventy five hundred for D, for Doug Gim. Not super excited to pay that price, but the GBP upside. Another guy who watches ownership if he gets projected above ten, if. Guys like Pat Mayo you know, are, are, are mentioning him and stuff like that. You may want to be on the other side of that, but don't mind him at 75.
1: Yeah, I'm always in on Gim. It's a putting thing with him. So if he can putt, we're in. I do agree, though. Watch the ownership because Mayo always loves him as well. And if you start getting chalky with Gim, it's definitely not the same same right. appeal. I like the Knox call quite a bit. I had him circled as well. The other guys I want to keep an eye on for ownership wise, and just kind of see. It'd be nice if we had beat reporters. It really would. Cause I even saw a quote from Rory that said if he had an early tee time Thursday, he would have went would, full website. Yeah, web he Simpson. wouldn't.
0: Even, yeah, he wouldn't even gone. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like they must have seen the same neck person the day before or something, and this magical thing happened. I don't know, but that's how that's how crazy it is. We don't know any of that, but like Carlos Ortiz was playing great golf. He's kind of stumbled of late. Texas guy at seventy eight. I, I'd imagine he's played this course a handful of times because he kind of went to school similar to the time of Scheffler, give or take. So, Ortiz and Munoz are two guys at 78 and 76. I find very intriguing to play. They play very, very well in Texas. So, I wouldn't like... Sebastian Munoz had a horrible start to the year, but DeValero finished ninth. Like, these guys play in Texas. So, I, I like those two quite a bit in a tournament format. And then I'll keep mentioning him every week because he just he's he's boomer bust, as we say. But Camillo Viegas at 7,500. I don't mind him at all. I prefer him on shorter tracks, but Uh, Like you said, very top-heavy field. A guy that can make the cut, and if he does make the cut, finishes very, very high. So I'll give him a shot as well. Seven K to seventy-four hundred. I'll be honest; I like this range a little more than the seventy-five to seventy-nine range. Uh, What do you like here?
0: Uh, Start with Snedeker at at seventy-four hundred. He's been playing well. Uh, He had not been playing well, and he's figured something out. Sixth, forty-second, and eleventh in his last three events. That sixth-place finish was at the Texas Open, which was. A little over a month ago, uh, and since then, 42nd and 11th in, his, in those two starts. So I like him quite a bit. Tom Hogue at uh, 72, two straight missed cuts. Played well the last time in Texas, 12th place finish. Uh, John Cat- Catlin, mm-hmm. um, been playing over in Europe, fifth and first in his last two events over there, you know, GPP only. Vegas at 7,200, again, GPP only, but he's made two straight cuts. He did miss the cut the last time out in Texas. Keep that in mind. Um, Vincent Whaley, dude, this guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was looking at a GBP like winning lineup. I think some guy, you know, tweeted at Mayo or whatever. And long story short, this this guy played Whaley, and I'm like, what the fuck, why would you play Whaley? Mm-hmm. Well, because he hasn't Been missed the cut very well. <laughs> yeah, he missed the fucking cut since Phoenix. Yep. Back in uh, February. Yep. I mean, 26 29th, thirty fourth, twenty eighth, thirty sixth, fifteenth, fiftieth. I mean, nothing spectacular, but he's making cuts, and you know he's been in the six Ks, so this is a price bump for him. Another, I mean, it's seven thousand. It's not like it's a huge price bump, but he's up there. So I I like Whaley quite a bit, actually. It'll be interesting to see how highly touted he is throughout the week. True, true. Um, Because this is you know a a range where he's surrounded by guys. Did you see Harry Higgs's four yell? (laughs) on 18 absolutely and then (laughs) and then the shot to that was just a wild hole like that is so far left it's not even funny um kevin chappell seven thousand, be the last guy that i'll mention here coming off a miscut at the texas open but um he's better than a seven thousand dollar player if he figures it out so i think he's worth the gamble yeah, Whaley. I know I played him at. Uh, I believe
1: it was Corrales. We got twenty eighth, and I definitely played him there. And I've kind of stared at him even this past week in the Slack chat. I am. Um, I want to say it was Charlie, but I, or Derek. One of them asked about him on Wednesday. Like, hey, this guy is doing great. He's like sixty three hundred bucks. What do you think? I said he's got great form. He's sixty three hundred dollars for a reason. But if you want to roll within a GBP, I don't hate it because yeah, like I didn't, I wasn't like fully on board. But I was like, I get it. I totally get it down there. So. It worked out well. I wish I would have joined them on that instead of Adam Shank. but hey, here we are. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I, I don't mind Whaley again. It will be interesting to see how much he gets talked about. Like you said, you know, people are kind of maybe catching on to that now. It just takes one of those winning weeks like that to, to see it, but I don't mind him. Some other guys I like quite a bit here. Straka, if you got first-round leader bets, play him on that because he likes to disappear from time to time, but he's made five straight cuts. He's 7300 bucks. and if it's a course where you do need a good approach from 175 to 200 he's one of the best on tour. So I think Sep. At $7,300, is very intriguing. I think I'm going back to flat bill finally. 26th at Wells Fargo, 29th at the Valspar. Missed the cut at the Heritage, then th- uh, three more straight made cuts there. He's $7,300 uh, in a field where we talk about how top-heavy it is. He's intriguing. Johnny Vegas, he's another Texas-type boy. Uh, two straight made cuts, made five of his last six cuts, finished. Uh, he missed the cut at the Valero of all places, though. But yeah. uh, 40, 43rd last week at the Wells Fargo. So I like Johnny Vegas at 7200 in this one and then uh, the last one i have here i love playing them on these kind of courses it feels like and i just get suckered into them or something but Wyndham clark at seven thousand he's one of those other guys that can finish much higher than a seven thousand dollar price tag um, if he can putt at all he'll be in contention at least top 20 contention Let's, let me clarify that real quick so uh Wyndham clark at seven thousand dollars i'll be on him probably too much this week just because i think that's too cheap of a price tag for him 6k range jesse what do we like him
0: uh, start with K. H. Lee at 69. Uh, started really well, 66 out the gate. Almost missed the cut. Uh, he he was like six, five or 600, through
1: like five holes or something on Friday and almost just, missed the cut. It, it wasn't was even a full hell. eighteen holes.
0: When I mean, he had, thing. he shot 66, 77, 70, 76. So finished 58th, four straight made cuts. Um, and so at 6900, I think he's worth a a bit there. Uh, Josh Teeter, man, for some reason he he's right now. Yeah, he's written out very well on the model. Uh, actually saw his caddy Lee friend of the pod. Yep. Uh, down at B Dub's a couple weeks ago. Nice. And uh, a yeah. golden tea or what? No, no, he was just <laughs> hanging out, just uh, hanging out with some friends. Talked to him for a little bit. Didn't tell me anything cool. Don't have wow. any inside knowledge. Come on, Lee. Uh, what the yeah, hell? he just said that they were going to be down here to play. So um, there they are. That. Yeah, yeah, they, there they are. Uh, if he does give me the info, I will definitely put that behind the paywall. <laughs> um, and that's it, man. I'm not, I'm yeah. really not feeling this range down here. No. I'm not, hopefully yeah. not going to be playing any of these guys, but I'll be rooting for Josh either way.
1: I was sliding through this range, trying to find something to like latch onto like cage Lee coming in. He's probably one of the best form players in the six gate range. If that says anything to you, Sam writer's always intriguing to me, but I don't like his form right now, but Hey, maybe he finds something different coming back here to Texas. Um, the only other guys I had down there was Troy Merritt, finished 34th, the Valero, 8th at the Valspar, miscut the Wells Fargo. He seems to play well uh, on the Texas courses and same with Joseph Bramlett at 6,700. Those are the only guys I really had written down. I just kept sliding down the price range. I was like quietly vomiting in my mouth about <laughs> the options I had to take here. And watch one of these guys like top ten this week, and I'll just be like, yeah, okay. Like I just, I'm sorry, I'd be just throwing names at a wall right now if I tried to give you something to play. <laughs> so it's it, it's rough, it's rough, which makes it even harder to play 10K
0: and above. <laughs> but speaking of which, Jesse, who is your top 10K and above play? Quietly vomiting in my mouth. This is Speed. It's Jordan
1: Speed. Yeah, it's got to be Speed. I'll just I'll just tag along
0: there. Give me some Speed. Uh, who's your top 9K play? It's gonna be a bad idea, but I am gonna say Scheffler. I like that a lot, and it's gonna be chalky.
1: And remember last time he was this chalky, we were both on it. Remember this one, like seven over seven under, missed the cut by one.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, when he was when he was filling it, and he was yeah. definitely gonna, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was we were both on that train. Don't worry about it. But I'll go Fitzpatrick at ninety-five because that's the brand. We've got to stay hashtag brand on that one. Eight um, K range. Who you got there? I to say Peters. I like the Peters call. I am gonna go Schwartzel. I'm going to stick with it and make sure to put some extra Swartz in my lineup this week. Uh, 7,500 to 79. Who's your top play? You line. That's an ugly range. It is. I, I'm going to go Gim. But again, like the thing you said, I agree with. If he's too chalky, do not do it. Um, I like this range better, though 7K to 7,500. Sneds. Sneds is a nice one. I'll go uh, Wyndham Clark in this range. And then your top punt if you have to punt Um KH Lee yeah i guess to be different i'll say bramlett but it's nasty like really try everything in your power to avoid this range if you can um if you're building a cash lineup this week jesse uh what are you looking
0: for yeah cash is gonna be difficult uh -hmm. just given the kind of obviously unknown i I really wouldn't play cash i think palmer um you know it's fine i think sneds at 7400 is is cash worthy i think that's too cheap of a price on him um then you know Scheffler, I, you know I don't I don't know it's tough um I'm going to go with I'm going to go with
1: uh Fitz Schwartzl and Vegas or not Vegas um not Vegas I had Vegas Johnny Vegas which is terrifying in cash just to say Johnny Vegas cash <laughs> is like a terrifying thing but I, I yeah. like him to at least make the cut this week so I'm just gonna No go chance i would really. play him in cash No sure. it's terrifying uh just uh, <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, rough week for cash. Uh, GPP lineups.
1: What are you looking to build with here,
0: Jordan Spieth? Yes, Jordan Spieth. Can you, can you put him on your team six times? Three Jordan Spieth, three KH leaves. Is that fit for you? <laughs> I, I I I do think KH on there, and then Siwoo, man. Yeah, there I don't hate that. I don't hate that.
1: I'm going to go with the, the Fitzpatrick Scheffler combo with a little bit of a Schwartzel on that one. So that's where I'll be heading. You just list, talking about these builds right now is going to be a fun Wednesday. I can already tell. My goodness, um, who you got winning this thing? Jordan Spieth. Yeah, he is a whopping ten to one. So, <laughs> yep, yep, you can do that one for sure. Um, Scheffler's twenty. That'll be interesting. I don't mind that leash call. He's twenty five to one. He's. I don't mind
0: that. At least he's uh, overlooked.
1: You know, he's getting overlooked yeah. in everything I've seen so far. Yeah, that's intriguing as get up.
0: Palmer at forty has you know has a little bit of. Uh, Obviously, we look at Balvada here, so you yep. may get better odds somewhere else. But Palmer, uh, in that range, I don't mind either. Uh, I know a lot of people are on him. So, like, one thing you could do if you don't want to play a chalky Palmer or, or a chalky Scheffler, maybe yep. bet him. Yep, put a couple bucks on him that way. Yeah. Definitely one way to do it. Assuming um, that you're in a state where it's
1: legal. True, true, or or you you have some close friends that know people that know people. So, um, those those kinds of you have a local, you have a local, yeah, Yeah, Um, local. It's highly illegal. I wouldn't do something like that. (laughs) We don't endorse that on the show at all. Um, yes, if you have a gambling problem, please contact one eight hundred Gambler. Um, I think that's what it is. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) other than that, like top twenty plays pretty much stand out because, like we keep saying, this is such a top heavy field. I really can't picture a lot of these guys farther down especially not knowing the golf course. Like if it's literally a birdie fest, I guess that opens it up to some more people, I guess. But in reality, if it's as easy as that is like Bryson and speed, and Rom and these guys should be going 20 under easily as long as they're not just trunk slamming. So we'll see how it goes, Jesse, but final thoughts, as we basically said, it's very difficult to play cash. It's very top heavy. We have no idea how the course is going to (laughs) play.
0: Yes. I mean, it, it, it'll be fun week though. New course. It'll be be fun to watch. Um, Obviously remember your weather. Mm -hmm. check the weather. Did there, did you see, this is going a little bit off topic, but it's not really the, the the difference between the AM PM wave last week. It was like the second highest ever recorded as far as like when in the last few, probably five years or something, but it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. I wish I would have followed that more because they kept talking about in the Slack chat and I was just like, ah, well I had like two thirds late and third in the morning. Guess who all missed the cut (laughs) the morning. Yeah. 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 That was fun. That was
0: awesome. So, uh, watch the weather it's always you know there's always a potential for a wind draw in texas um and then the pga championship next week man yeah the next major
1: the next major i got excited about that i just pulled up accu weather and obviously things can change but it's not gonna be that hot this week so 73 on thursday wind gusts up to 16 miles now there's some rain coming in on tuesday so i might lighten things up but friday 78 with the wind gusts of 18 miles an hour i'm just doing the dallas forecast so work from that it warms up to like the mid 80s with a lot more wind on the weekend but we don't care about that because we can't predict who's going to be there on the weekend so on paper now it doesn't look too bad like we said it could change early and often so check all that stuff out if you have any questions hit us up in the slack chat it is free just ask us we'll get you on in there lots of fun stuff there as jesse said we have a major next week so that'll be a phone and another pretty much new course we have a little bit of data there but pretty much a new course as well so that'll be interesting but uh check jesse out on twitter at DFS Golf Gods, I'm on Twitter at bdentrick. The podcast at Always Press DFS. We'll catch you guys next week.